What up, it's Joel, and you tuned into Time to Shine, and I'm here with my co-host, the one and only. Moo Legend, what's good? It's Friday. What's Gucci, everybody, y'all? <laughs> woo We live with our next guest, man. Mr. Preston, how are you? I'm doing well. Always good. Never a bad day, ever. I know that's right. Well, introduce yourself to the people. Well, my name is Preston Pritchard. I'm from originally from Selma, Alabama. Okay. Born and raised in the Ooh. country. Okay. Right, what they call it. Right. <laughs> Um, right now, um, I'm, I moved from uh, Alabama to Atlanta to Indianapolis. Now I'm in Dallas. Dallas. Wow. So you don't even live here? I don't even live here. Oh, wow. I basically live here. I come in so much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your presence today, man. Absolutely. So we, we always like to take it back. You know, we like to run people resume. Run a resume. You know what I mean? So <laughs> because, you know, you, you are a man that is very talented. So I read up about you. So... Let us know, like, how you even got started with everything. So, um, first and foremost, um, you know, I think like most most young kids, whatever, growing up, not growing up in the best, you know, conditions. Period. Mm-hmm. I think you want to be successful, facts, right? And um, I think I just had this niche to be successful. I always want to be successful. Um, even my mom, he's working places, and um, the people that she worked with said, "Look, old little boss man," and I kind of it kind of <laughs> rolled with me though. <laughs> I was like, I gotta be a boss, cause ladies, I'm a boss, right? Wow. <laughs> and um, so as I grew up and just went to college and stuff like that, was the first time person to out of my immediate family to graduate from college. Okay. What was your right? major? Uh, criminal justice, mining, computer forensics. Wow. Right, sounds cool, but it probably ain't that cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's basically I know how to like go on computers and like find information that you're hiding. Okay. And go on there and find it if you're hiding it. All right, no, I'm just playing. I know. <laughs> I'm watching everything on another computer somewhere else, like Tom Clancy or some boring. Okay. But, but I, then I moved, um, after I graduated college, I actually moved to Dallas. Okay. Right? And I live with my aunt that's making good money, whatever she have any kids. Um, I live with her for like seven months. Okay. And I was just trying to find my way in Dallas when I, 2017. Mm, okay. And um, when that happened, um, I actually had a job at a company where we created like roofing curbs. So basically the HVAC on every building. Sits on something called a roofing curve. Wow. Okay. Right. So what happened was I used to design that at the place for the team and like just sell it to quotes and stuff like that to people over the phone. It's like nothing really hard to do. Right. But they had like a downsize and something like that. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they let go of all the people that probably was like just started with us. <laughs> okay. Obviously, I was a part of the let go team. Oh, <laughs> damn. So I was like, I told my aunt though, I was moving out of her house at a certain date. Okay. But I got let go before then. Oh. So I was like, I'm just moving to Atlanta. You got to your state or yeah. you left? No, I just left. Oh. <laughs> I like to move to Atlanta, right? I try to keep my word. I try my best to. Okay. Right? So I say, I just moved to Atlanta. So I got my stuff up, moved to Atlanta. I slept with one of my friends' couch for like three weeks. Mm. I did the thing that most people do when you're looking for a job. Okay. Click to apply. Oh, right? right. <laughs> Every single thing that was right. on there, it was a job. Over six or eight, I was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> My thumb got tired a little bit. I was applying for everything. Right. And then um, I had so many interviews set up every day. Wow. And then um, I actually got involved with a marketing company um, in Atlanta mm-hmm. and a market sales, direct sales company. Oh, and oh, when I came oh, in, I was oh, like, man, I don't want to do no sales. Right. my stuff. <laughs> right? And then I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. But I got the loans. And I came in and I'm so grateful that you know God put me in a position to be in that company because it grew me as an individual professionally and personally. And I was able to like, you know, become a partner, partner for the firm. So I grew more way all the way up, entry level all the way up, to probably running my own firm in Indianapolis. Wow. And I opened that up throughout the pandemic. So uh-huh. that was pretty cool. And um, after that, we ran our office in Indianapolis. Okay. We actually became number one on the campaign in Indianapolis, wow. which is pretty cool. So the clients we had was like, hey, why don't you go to Dallas to run another client because y'all doing some good up here? Wow. 
And we took that opportunity. We've been in Dallas rocking ever since. And so how hard was it to, to start a business during the pandemic? Um, be completely honest with you, it was easy. Okay. Because I think um, a lot of times when I think um, we have challenging moments, uh, I think of challenges, like, you know, there's no growth inside of your comfort zone. So all growth is outside of your comfort zone. So what happens is when there's a challenging moment, challenging area, crisis in the Chinese language means danger and it means opportunity. Okay. So that means that in that crisis moment, it was opportunity because people looking for what? Jobs, employment. So it was kind of like a sweet spot for me and the team, even though we had some challenges, but still I think it was like the biggest challenge was just making people believe that they can do it too. I love that. So with the employee-wise, like, did you have a lot of people flock into your business? Um, I don't believe in the word employee, personally. Okay, I know. Sorry. No, you could you have to apologize. You didn't, you didn't even know. <laughs> right, you didn't even know. It's not what's in disclaimer. I like to say coach. You know, okay. we all a team. Okay. I'm not nobody boss. I'm their coach. Um, so it wasn't necessarily people flocking to the organization. It was more of, like, people believing in it. Okay. Right? Because um, a lot of times we are humans. We're skeptical first. Right about something until we see somebody that looks like us, acts like us, or from where we're from, do what they're doing. That kind of be inspired to do so. That's why, like, certain um, kids like to play sports like football and basketball and stuff like that. They see people, especially black kids, people look just like them achieving the high levels. I want to be that person in the business aspect, right? So people can, like, want to achieve in the high level. Because everybody is athletic. That's LeBron James. So, <laughs> so tell us more, more about your consulting company. So basically, we do um, face-to-face marketing and sales okay. for like big companies, right? Like um, one of our companies we work with, um, I don't know if I can disclose it over, over the phone, over here or not, but one big company we work with is an electricity company. They're really big. I like a um, total about $9.8 billion in complete revenue this company produces. So we, we help them with their marketing and sales directly through our different consumers and retail environment. I love it. The challenge? It's everything. I think it's, I think the most challenging part is the belief system. Uh, and, and, it, and I keep saying that a lot. I keep going back to it because what happens is, and I'm, I'm going to put this on there too. Another challenging part is people don't want to work. <laughs> right, Joe Biden helped everybody out. Everybody got the stimulus check. Nobody yeah. want to work. <laughs> right? So nobody really wants to work. Okay. And um, I think the three key factors that make anybody successful in any business, especially in our company, is having a student mentality all the time, always learning, always training, always growing. Right? A good work ethic, which means that you're willing to work for what you want. And a great attitude, right? I think those components are where people are successful in our business. So the biggest challenge is that people don't want to do those three. Right? Okay. They don't want to work for them. They want to just sit in their lap. Right. So when you interviewing somebody, because those are the intangibles, like how can you tell if somebody is a good fit? Um, I, good question. I actually um I vet them for questions. Okay. I ask the question. So if I look at somebody's resume, like I did an interview recently with someone that want to work with our company. Um, the individual said that they lost the job in like eight months. They worked the job eight months. The job before they worked for years. Ah, okay. So I was like, what's the difference between the four years, eight months, and the job work before then was actually a company where you did make a lot of money. Right. So what's the difference? And I kind of get like actual answers from there, and I ask extra mild questions. Right. So extra mild questions, like I say, like, where are you from? Where I'm from? I'm from Mexico. Okay. And I don't go to the next question. I say, Mexico, okay, what part of Mexico? Why? Like, what made you come here? I go in depth. Okay. okay. So I kind of like can fill out the lies and relate back to when you're lying to me or not. Oh, <laughs> by, too smart. By having some active listening skills. So. Okay. So how did your company become to the number one spot? Um, we did that in Indianapolis. Right now, we're not number one in Dallas yet. We you going, will. We're going to end other choice. Speaking of existence. Right. Yeah. It's coming. Yep. It's coming. 
But um, we came to one spot, I think, because we was all on the same page. Okay. Right? I think a lot of times the companies, what happens is, if you're not on the same page, things can get misconstrued, things can be unorganized, things can be happening, and people just don't understand things. But we was all on the same page, we was all on the same mission. And when that happens, and it's like that, like you all, you know, Time to Shine Radio, we're all on the same uh, page, same radio, same system, literally you will be more successful because people will see the constructive consistency in you all as a team. Yes. So I think that was why we became number one. And I think we will become number one again in Dallas when we gain that consistency as well. So what are you, challenges are you facing in Dallas to make a difference? Um, definitely, um, things I like first is the weather. Okay. <laughs> Man, I had an Audi A4, um, sports wow. edition. And literally, um, so me, it's a funny story. So I, I didn't, I'm from Alabama. Okay. I'm from Selma, <laughs> Alabama. Well, we don't get snow like that. Right. <laughs> right. We get snow for an hour and they close school down for the week. Yeah. But, but like, what happened, it was snowing so bad and um, I had ice on my, my windshield. So I'm thinking... I'm just gonna what? Cut the like you know the water thing off. Oh, oh yeah. quick, quick. I'm not gonna be a quick. I'm, like, I'm gonna go quick. This is gonna be good. I'm talking about I did that and literally my car went and shit what froze. Yep. Wow. Cause it's so cold. So yeah. I, so what I did was cause I ain't have the little scraper boy, right? So the country came up scraper boy. I had a little scraper boy, so I just took my ID out and I scrubbed my window <laughs> in the freezing cold. By any means necessary. By any means necessary. You got it done, dude. Right. But the only challenge we really have in, um, here in, in, in Dallas is basically um, that belief. It's just people just believing in the opportunity and just believing in, you know, they can achieve anything. It's like, it's believing in their potential. A lot of times, like, we don't, um, I was talking about a study before, like, they did, like, some rats. They put them into a water jar. And, it's, and what happened was this Harvard study back in 1960, and the rats were swimming for, like, 15 minutes, and they started to drown, right? So what happened was they decided to pull the rats out before they drowned. Let them dry it off a little bit, get back together. And they put the rats back in. This time they swam for 60 hours. What? Because they believe that they can ask somebody to come and save them. Shut up. So they actually had the ability the first time to swim 60 hours. But they didn't know that until they was put to the test. Wow. You see what I mean? So a lot of times people don't understand their potential until they're put to the test and challenges. Right, and they be, and they have a belief in the rats swam so long because they want believe that something was going to happen to get them out of this situation. Wow. So I think a lot of times in any kind of organization, any kind of business, even with time to shine, just having that belief and seeing it in your minds how before it comes through. Right. So how do you try to, I guess, win them over to make them believe? Um, belief. I think good question. Belief comes with um information. Okay. Um, it comes with um. Um, I guess like um, information, value system, and just work ethic. Because I think a lot of times we as humans, we want, we live in a world of instant gratification. Right. <laughs> right. We want it right now. I got an right Uber now. ride right now. Give me some leave. I want some. Right. We want everything right now. On a date, swipe right. Right. Um, I think it's just we live in that world of instant gratification. Nobody really understands delayed gratification. So delayed gratification, just like Time to Shine. Time to Shine was in the, the creator's eye, mind first, and he worked on it, and he worked on it, and worked on it to get to a level where it's getting more consistent, right? Ooh, so right. like, but that comes with, right, delayed gratification. You know that I'm not going to get a lot of people coming in just yet, I'm not get a lot of followers just yet, but once I work on it, stay consistent, I'm going to get it eventually. That's, del- that's delayed gratification. A lot of people want to post one video on Instagram, YouTube, want to be a super, a super star. Right. <laughs> but the, re- the reality don't happen like that. 
<laughs> so I think a lot of people have to get that belief by getting more information, get more time with people that's been in their position, get more time with me, help me educate and train them, help them get better. So how does one go from CEO to author? Tell us more about how to how to sabotage the enemy within. So basically, um, the book, um, uh, ebook I wrote, How to Sabotage Enemy Within, 100% written by, written by me. I know I had, no publisher, created the whole digital thing by myself. Wow. All there too. And um, the whole, the reason how the book came about was that I feel like us as people, um, something we understand is like our subconscious mind, right? And our emotional intelligence. So like, we always have an enemy that's fighting against us every day. Whether you should work out, whether you should eat healthy, like, I was on a plane, and I was like, oh, Popeye sounds so good. <laughs> and a lady walked by me with some Popeye. Like, they had to fight my enemy within. Like, just go ahead get it. Press. You already work out a lot. That's my enemy within. Like, you work out like you could. Just eat it more. Like, like, you can work out tomorrow, run six miles, but you'll be good. A cheat day. A cheat day. That's the enemy within, though. Right. Or, like, the time when you wake up early, and you say, you know what? I'm going to wake up early in the morning. I'm going to give it 5 a.m. I'm going to get all my stuff done. Hit five o'clock, learn well. I'm gonna see about five more minutes. Yeah. Wake yeah. up. I do that a lot. Yeah. And then at <laughs> eight o'clock, you're like, right. And then it's rush. Yeah. Then it's rush. rush time. And then your whole day's rushed. Right? So, like, that's the enemy within. I think a lot of times the enemy is only, the enemy is discipline. Mm. That's the enemy. Yeah. Discipline. Right? But the thing that people gotta understand how they experience, I think when people understand this concept, I'm gonna give you all free, was that um, it's two kinds of enemy, right? Two kinds of disciplines. Right? And two types of pain that two types of pain people gonna experience. So the enemy of discipline could be in your, your brain telling you, hey, do it, get done, get done. Or you're gonna feel regret. Right? Those are the type of pains people usually feel. You can regret that you didn't do all this, you didn't eat healthy, you didn't, you know, hit your goals, you didn't open up time to shine, right? Radio, right. you didn't do all that, you didn't be and then like, man, I wish I would have done that. I think I would have been right here. I've been right here, I've been right there. Right. <laughs> or the pain of discipline, like, man, I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So the pain of discipline gets you to where you're going faster than the pain of regret. Mind over matter. Mind over matter is literally everything. So that's what led me to write the book. So like it's literally because a lot of times you read books. I have a book in my bag right now called Relationships, Men and Women, Women from Mars and Men from Venus, something yeah. like that. A book I read right now about relationships. The thing about books that I think people don't like reading books is because it's too many like stories in between. They'll make, they'll make yeah. it boring. <laughs> right? Like, Needing this, are you talking about his wife? I understand, but what's the point, man? Like, I need to, I need the information now. Right. And that just us wanted that what Instagram right. Yeah. Right? So what I did was I put in the book practicality and straightforwardness. Okay. So if you read it, you basically see the straightforwardness of the breakdown of what you need to do and stuff you can use today, like right now, okay. to get you more back on track the way you want to go. What made you write the book and title it that? Um, because a lot of times, uh, someone I actually told someone the title was before I actually told them. Oh. the book. And I was like, you shouldn't write, you shouldn't say, you know, sabotage. You know what that word means? It's like, yeah, I know what it means. The objective is to catch somebody's attention, like sabotage the enemy within. So you gotta actually set up booby traps in your own, against yourself, so you won't do stuff, right? <laughs> well, what we do sometimes, we have a bank account set up with auto-draft our savings to our savings, so you won't what, spend it, right? <laughs> but that's sabotaging yourself. So like, um, the question was like, you know, what what made me like, get to the one question was um, how did you come up with the name? So I came up with the name by literally just thinking about like, what is this book about? The book was about you know sabotage, like you know, booby trap yourself. Really, what the first title was, the booby trap of the booby trap in the mind, right? Being a prisoner in your own mind. Yeah, it's literally what it is. Being a prisoner in your own mind. Ah. 
And um, literally, I um, <clears throat> I just was sitting thinking, reading, and I was like, how is Sabotage the name of the That's going to be the name of it. And like, because, and then the name of it was done before the book was even written. And um, I said, I need to write a book about it. And the reason why I wrote it, because I want to be able to give somebody something like that's valuable than the dollar bill. That book, like obviously the book costs money to get the e-book because I wrote it as my effort and time. People say, why are you charging? Well, it's, you're not paying for the book. You're paying for all the knowledge I've gotten over the years to put in the book. Right. Right. So um, a lot of times um, that book and the reason behind this because I can have my kids or my, my cousins, my nieces, my nephew, anybody, period, can get the book and read it and use practicality right now. And it's fast to read. So you can use it, reference it, use it, represent, use it, reference it, and keep using it consistently. So how does one sabotage the enemy within if you don't have discipline? Right. So how does somebody sabotage the enemy within if you don't have discipline? Wow. Okay. Good question. <laughs> Joel's good. Right. Great right. Can I take him from yeah. All right. But um, the, the way you do that is get somebody that's already disciplined. Right. See, don't ask for help because you're weak. Oh. Ask for help because you want to remain strong. You know what I, I mean? Like so like a lot of times we don't ask help because we don't want to feel like we're weak. Yeah. Right? So what happens is if you're not as disciplined, you need to get around someone that's disciplined and be honest. Say, look, I'm not disciplined in my finances. Can you help me? But it's crazy because that's that's within our culture. If you ask for help, you're weak. Right? But that's because going to a slave mindset. Yeah. And slave mindset is, is all about dependency. Yeah. Right? That's why um, a lot of times people... Act like that because they don't want to seem weak or bad to the other side of the culture. We want to seem strong and independent because we've been so dependent all of our cultural lives. So true. So, so more like a mentor type of thing. Like you should ask a mentor for help or just. I will, I will ask somebody that's not going to be biased for you. Okay, that's right. going to be straight out. But then again, you got you ask yourself, are you really ready for that? Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> like a lot of times, might be like straightforward with you. They're going to be able to tell you the truth, and you'll be like. Because people will ask questions, yeah. but they're not ready for the answer, and they yeah. make you out to be the be the bad guy. They're they like, but, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Yeah, that. yeah, but that's the thing, though, because we want to talk to people that's going to be on our side. Like, yeah, you are, you doing good. And when first we're like, nah, get your shit together. What's wrong with you? Like, yo, like get together. Stop spending all your money. You're tripping. Yeah, right. So that's that's what the person to do to get more discipline. I like that. So for anybody out here who's looking for advice as far as becoming and sustaining uh, entrepreneurship, what advice can you give them? Um, <clears throat> everything happens in seasons. Okay, what do I mean by that? So what season are we in right now? Right now it's uh, Atlanta winter. different. Atlanta winter, spring, summer, outside. I'm like outside of a, a season now. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, what season are we in right now? Basically. Winter. Winter. Winter, right? Winter. So do, in winter, what do you have? Winter clothes, stuff like that. Do y'all have summer clothes? In the closet, yeah. Okay. You have summer clothes? Why? Because Atlanta, the weather fluctuates. Right? <laughs> because the weather changes, that means what? Summer is what? It's coming. That's the thing about entrepreneurship. You understand that you might have winters where not be some places you don't like and things you don't like going on. Right? But you know that the summer's coming, you already were prepared for that. You got to prepare for winter. Right. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs don't prepare for the hard times because they're going to come. I have hard times in the business. I had good times in the business. Right? And I learned from each one. 
So a lot of times entrepreneurs do not like really understand like you got to prepare for every season because you're going to get every season. You now have a lot of customers. People don't want to patronize your business. Why you might have seasons where everybody talking to your customers. Everybody patronizes your business. The thing about it and the concept I learned from somebody named M. Dorfman, um, one of my mentors, he said, fix your roof while the sun is shining. Right? It's much easier to fix a roof if the sun is shining. If it's raining outside and storming, it's harder to fix that roof. You must have yeah. about to fall out. <laughs> right. Right. So um, just all to all entrepreneurs, just make sure you stay prepared in every season. Right. So that you don't get so, you know, ahead of yourself or below yourself. And I learned this concept from a, a mentor. And he said that if you have view, this is some real golden entrepreneur. I hope y'all hear this. I hope y'all watching this show. This is good. You got to view success and failure as equal. Because if you view as failure and success is equal, you won't make one bigger than the other. And it won't bring you down or make you two up. I'm moving, right? Absolutely. Ah, that's, I, like I like that. that. I never heard that before. <laughs> that, that's some good advice. I hope y'all took note to that. <laughs> so, are you going to open up a business here in Atlanta? Um, Don't do us like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um... Um, some of my team, um, my lead team, lead wants me to come back to Atlanta. Okay. And work in Atlanta to um, help, uh, help some things happen here in Atlanta. Um, I like Dallas. Uh, I'm looking to um, have Urban Creek Consulting be, you know, a juggernaut for business development. Right. Like so, all over the world. Living in Atlanta, if you had to consult one company, one major company in Atlanta, what company would that be? If I had to consult one company in Atlanta, and when you say consult as in like just going and evaluate? Yeah, and... Can't take it over the whole marketing, branding, all that. Um, I don't know. I wasn't really. I don't. I don't. I really don't know. I wasn't really invested in who I would take over. I'll probably go into like the more of the um, more of the restaurant industry and say like you know okay. how can all of these restaurants you know be collectively be together? How can we all be like work with each other all the time? I have a collective like area. I know when I live in Indianapolis, they have places where you go and like all the restaurants are in one spot. So you can try everybody's restaurant. And like, I don't, I don't really know exactly the answer to that. So basically, that's what I would do. If there's anything in Atlanta. You got a taste of Atlanta, you know, where everybody's together. But <laughs> then they got Highland Avenue, where you got a bunch of choices. But <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. That's a good point. I never asked that question ever in my life. <laughs> so that's good. So as far as like your 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 marketing, like what what type of services do you offer to your clients? So we don't, um, so right now, my team, we do like direct face-to-face sales, okay. right? Not door-to-door, nothing like that, but um, this is more like retail environment. Um, so basically right now, though, I am consulting um, personally me with some different uh, clients, stuff like that, where I can help their, grow their sales. Because um, I've been doing sales for like four or five years now, and obviously, obviously built a company doing sales. So like, I know like the ins and outs of like how to get a customer to understand and agree and buy your product. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's... Oh, you, you got that down pack. Yeah, down pack. I mean, I ain't say I mastered. Master is when you had... Um, you spent 10,000 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I spent way more than 10,000 hours. But I think I'm um, just... I, um, more of like, if I go into a company and need me help, I'm working with some people right now on the side. I can't disclose their name, but I'm working with them to help them grow their sales team. Okay. Right. So basically, I'm giving them knowledge, training that I've already used. I've already written in my notes that I've used with my team to help them grow. It's all from books I've read, audios I listened to, speeches I've went over, and just um, personally, God's ability to put in me is a tool to help me be successful. 
So earlier you said that you're not a you're not their boss, you're their coach, right? Right. So you bosses tend to represent their staff their way. How does a coach recommend their staff? Well basically what a coach good question. Show us. I'll see y'all these Figure out ahead of right? But like so um basically um reprimand reprimand is like basically discipline. Um, I don't use the word reprimand. I use the word like you know some coaching, some performance coaching, right? Okay. How do I performance coach? Basically, um, something that don't ever lie. It starts with F. If people use this other word, but don't it starts with F, but don't tell the truth. It's called feelings. Oh, people always say, "Well, I feel like this. Well, I feel like that." But it's not a fact. I coach off straight facts, right? I think we all as humans we do get coaching off feelings though. Yeah. But, but facts and being like, you know, what can we do to make this? But what's the solution? Like, how can I? And I always try to put myself in the place there. I said, what can I do to help you get better? What can I do? What do you need me to do? I open myself up, open my time up to make sure everybody that's, you know, in my circle, in my corner, I get my time to help them become better. So a lot of times when that happens and say things we have to possibly part ways with someone, it's because they probably wasn't given 120%. I'm giving 120% from the jump because obviously it's, it's my organization, it's our organization as a team, and I want them to grow, but I'm literally like, hey, I will do anything to help you get better. I'll even take money out of my own pocket and put it in your pocket to help you grow. Something I don't have to do, but I choose to do because we want we focus on people development, not our pocket development. So did you see yourself in this position? You living in Atlanta? Yeah, I definitely did. Okay. I think you gotta see it before, you know, you gotta see it before you see it. Love it. Yeah, so like, um, it's it's so true. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like even this microphone, the whoever created the microphone, y'all know who that is. Right? Somebody said it. Right. But um, whoever created the microphone, seen the microphone in their in their brain before it even happened. And once you focus on it, it become reality. So when I was actually in Atlanta, I used to dream about coming on shows, like talking, wow. writing a book, oh. like you know, talking to my office get on the plane like you know having that kind of freedom and it's all coming to fruition not because of my own efforts because of God putting me in positions to help me become successful I love that and Preston how can everybody keep in contact with you online um well you can give me anybody give me a call at 281-330-8005 Mike Jones (laughs) Mike Jones (laughs) let me chill out let me chill out Mike Jones up on the low let me stop but um we got um Put our company website. You want to send emails, um, questions you can. Like I literally would give you free like advice on stuff. I'm really open to that. I'm down to give free advice to people, stuff like that. Uh, Instagram name Preston underscore Pritchett. Pritchett spelled P R I T C H E T T. Instagram name of my company is at Urban Creek Consulting. Uh, website www.urbancreek.com. You put it on Google, you'll find it because it's a very distinctive name. That's why I made it that name. Right. I mean, it's distinctive. So um, anybody can find me that way. Shoot me an email. Uh, if you got any questions, any advice I can give you for entrepreneurship, I definitely open myself up for that. And if you want some like more in-depth entrepreneurship, we can talk about that. But um, you got to be willing to invest in yourself. A lot of times we'll buy the newest nice shoe. We won't pay money to get better as a person. Right. And it lasts longer than that new shoe. Knowledge today, right. man. That's free. Woo, free knowledge, free game, right here on Time to Shine Radio, man. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Preston, for thank coming y'all. through. You know, all the way from Dallas, Texas, he came and gave us a visit here on Time to Shine Radio. So make sure y'all follow him, man. Make sure y'all support him. Y'all got any questions for entrepreneurship? He's right here, and definitely reach out, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, Time to Shine Radio. 
We litty. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh -huh.